At Evergreen Podcasts, we love great stories and great storytellers. We also know that life is busy. That's why Aaron Califato's podcast, Seven Minute Stories, is perfect for those of you that feel just like we do. Unique people, interesting thoughts, life questions, and more. All in a compact format that works for all of us. New episodes every Thursday. Take a listen and subscribe. Seven Minute Stories, because a lot can happen in seven minutes. Have you ever been lost? Like, really lost? And how does it feel when you find your way again? Maybe there's been a time you've been without clear direction or purpose. How do you find answers? What did it teach you? Was it a journey that felt worth it in the end? Lost. This is our theme today. And these are some of the questions that we're gonna explore as we talk to attendees and presenters at another Creative Mornings event. Oh, and there's one more thing I'd like to ask people. What is something about yourself that you hope to never lose? I'm your host, David Allen Moss, and I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Wake Up Call. Hi, I'm Thomas Fox with Creative Mornings Cleveland. We're thrilled to have Evergreen Podcasts on board as our official podcast partner. Evergreen Podcasts is committed to producing the best original content and engaging shows. Right now, you're listening to Wake Up Call, recorded on location at the monthly Creative Mornings Lecture Series. Enjoy. Is there something you lost recently? This might be stretching the theme a little bit, but I, um, I got sick two weeks ago. And so I lost four days of work, which is frustrating, especially when... Uh, you know, you have your own business and you're, you know, an independent contractor. I mean, those hours add up. This is J.J. Lendl. He's a graphic artist and has done some work for some big-name clients like Disney, CBS, and others. And rightly so, because his work is awesome. Check out the link in the show notes and have a look for yourself. I guess it should have occurred to me that time would be brought up while talking about this theme, Lost. But it didn't. What's that saying? Time is the one thing we can't get back. J.J. seems to have taken this to heart as he continues. When you work in the creative field, oftentimes you deal with blocks, uh, whether it's writer's block or, in my case, because I do uh, graphic design, you're staring at that blank page and you're like, okay, I got I to gotta put something on here. I got to get started. Um, but when your body is literally like, you know, you're not well enough to, to do the thing that you want to do, it's super frustrating and you feel like you're losing time. Because I was sick in bed, and I wasn't at the office, I ended up picking something else up. And so over those four days, I wrote this 17,000-word novella that had been kicking around in my brain. You know, it's a situation where, okay, I, you know, you, you get frustrated, but maybe there's a possibility to find something else. What? That's crazy, right? Who writes a novella while too sick to go to work? I love the spontaneity that J.J. demonstrated as his planned days for work were blown up, so I asked for his thoughts about that. 
We spend so much of our time trying to plan our time that I think we often do ourselves a disservice. Um, I was listening to another podcast that was talking about the idea of augmented reality recently right. and the idea of trying to like you know have technology that builds in markers for where you're walking around to give you information and i mean that's a cool idea but it also sort of takes away the magic a little bit of discovering things on your own when someone else is sort of creating a track for you this is going to sound convoluted but have we lost our ability to to lose ourselves I, do, we have, I, <laughs> do we have too many things taken, doing it for us? For as much as things seem to be laid out for us, I think we all have a choice on how plugged in we want to be. Right. You know, when I'm, when I'm sitting at my workstation at the drawing board, and a lot of my work is digital these days, I have access to the complete, you know, sum of human knowledge through my Chrome browser. Right. And I make a choice to work on my project rather than to putz around on, you know, YouTube or Wikipedia. And I think that sometimes people go around and around. I think we can get lost in, in, in that. But eventually, I, I feel like a, a big part of sort of the human condition is every once in a while we'll, we'll put our head up. And we'll say, oh, I think, you know, I think that there's probably a better way to go. And I, I think sometimes we do, we have to remind ourselves of that time and time again, because there's so many distractions. It is really hard to stay on task, to stay focused, to close out the noise of the world that's always wanting us to listen. At the end of the day, I want to have been productive. And I imagine most people feel that way. So... Let's take a little inspiration and encouragement from JJ to be spontaneous, industrious. Stay off YouTube in the middle of the day. Next up, we talk with Douglas Tratner. He was a speaker at this Creative Mornings event, and though we weren't able to talk with him in person, we caught up just a few days later on the phone. Douglas is a writer and has done a lot of restaurant reviews. I mean, a lot. He took a different approach to our theme, Lost, by primarily talking about not losing something. Memories. It's funny, I've always collected menus, and it started out of necessity, right? So I started writing about food. I think it was, um, well, I know it was 2001. And, you know, this is before, you know, we had smartphones and websites and Instagram and right. Yelp. And so I really needed these menus to help me write about them accurately. And because, you know, I often write days, weeks, and even sometimes months after the meal. And so you can't just go to your phone and look at pictures or go to the website and look at menus. I needed this information to do a good job writing about the place. So I would steal the menus, you know, uh, and just like I said, you know, out of, just out of necessity, not necessarily just the food I ate, but the food I didn't eat, you know, descriptions, often the, the drinks, the prices, you know, these are things, this is information I require to do a good job, you know, and I just kept doing it, um, and, and doing it and, and stealing them and over the years. And so, when I mentioned the fact to my editor, Vince, a couple of years ago, you know, that I had all these menus, he's like, well, I didn't know you even collected, you know, how many do you have? And I was like, oh, geez, about a thousand. <laughs> you know, he, he just couldn't believe it. You should see this thing. It's just a, an accordion file falling apart. And believe me, every year I, I want to throw it all away because you don't really need them anymore. Um, but, you know, he said, have you ever kind of written about it? And, and I hadn't even thought about it. You just do it, right? You're on to the next review and the next review and the next review. And... And like a lot of collections, you just kind of 
amass it, but you don't really think about it. And so when you have to write uh, 3,500 words on a topic, you think about it and you think about it a lot and you spend a lot of time with it. And so that's what I did. I, I really kind of poured over this collection. And what I found was it really told the story about, you know, Cleveland, not just dining, uh, you know, broader trends as well. It, it was a great cover story. Uh, in, in fact, it ended up winning like a top food writing prize for all weeklies across uh, North America. And only because I spent so much time kind of pouring over it and, and thinking about the, the, the broader themes. That's where we are uh, today. When you were talking about some of these great restaurant visits in your talk at Creative Mornings, you kind of touched on, you know, the difficulty of connecting with all these restaurateurs and entrepreneurs, you know, in that space and how some of the ones that made an impression on you are gone. There's some loss there. Can you talk about that at all? I guess kind of like a a sports writer or something, you know, you're you're not supposed to pick winners and losers. You just kind of cover the beat. And there are restaurants that should be open that are not. There are restaurants that are open that perhaps shouldn't be. You know, if you're talking in terms of, I don't know, quality, creativity, service, uh, you know, all all that stuff. But it's not for me to, to decide where people go and spend their money and support restaurants. And Obviously, I've always been a champion of independent. I don't really cover, you know, non-independent restaurants, chain restaurants. I feel like, you know, somebody else could do that. But there are, you know, there are so many restaurants and restaurateurs. I mean, you know, chef owners, Sergio comes to mind who, you know, who are no longer with us. Restaurants, of course, that I've been to and love, Baricelli and that are no longer with us. Um, And it is nice to have those menus to kind of remember, not just the restaurant and the food, but the actual meals that I've had there and the people that I've had them with there, because to me, you know, that's what dining's all about. It's not just the, this, this plate of food. It's, it's the experience, right? You know, it's who, who, who you went with, uh, you know, how you were feeling that night where you're celebrating something, you know, and then there's also, you know, there's first dates and there's second dates and there's uh, engagements and, and these things are all taking place and celebrated in restaurants and, our, you know, our honeymoon, I, I didn't stop stealing menus on our honeymoon and I have, you know, most of those menus as well. And it's just a, a collection of, of memories that I don't think a, a photo album can ever, you know, approach in terms of just immediacy and, and really bringing back memories. Restaurant menus are also something I did not anticipate talking about during this episode, but here we are. It's amazing how memories can be so fixed to physical items, almost like they're contained within them. It's interesting to hear Douglas talk about wanting to throw them out, but he just can't bring himself to do it. So he'll hold on to them for their foreseeable future and just occasionally rifle through them like so many of us do with odds and ends we hang on to for the same reason. So we've chatted about these restaurant menus, these external objects that Douglas can't do away with. But what about something internal? What is something about yourself, Doug, that you don't want to lose? That's what I asked next. Curiosity, for sure. You know, any job, even a restaurant critic, uh, you know, which is everybody's favorite dream job, right? Um, every job can, can become a grind. You're, you're eating out all the time. Your schedule's not your own. Uh, weather doesn't participate. Uh, restaurants are wonderful. Restaurants can be not wonderful. Service can be awful. Service can be wonderful. Throughout it all, uh, you have to, you can't take that, you know, any any of your personal kind of, I don't know, moods or griefs out on anybody, right? You have to approach every meal and every experience as if 
It's, you know, it's the first. And, uh, and we do go into uh, every meal hoping and expecting that it'll be wonderful. You know, you ha- that's where I start. You have to change my mind. It's, it's not, you don't have to cheer me up. You just have to not let me down. <laughs> and uh, because I do, I, you know, I, I go in there expecting a great experience. And, you know, if it's not, obviously that would, will be reflected in, in, in my reviews and my, my stories about it. But um, it's not because of how I feel. I, at least I do everything I can to, to go in there in a celebratory mood and enjoy the experience. Karen Spear is our final guest, and her story is actually a little bit more of what I expected to hear from people. It's a story that isn't finished being written yet. Is there something you've lost recently and it's just driving you crazy? Something, or maybe something you lose all the time? Um, I have lost the woman that I love, that I think I'm supposed to marry. Um, I was like really lost in my life when I graduated from college in May. And I had a lot of answers that I needed to seek as far as what I wanted to do professionally, what I was comfortable with personally, with my own sexuality. And so I needed to pause and answer those questions. And in doing so, I I lost her. So I've been spending the last five months trying to help her find me again, I guess. So that's been driving me nuts. Yeah. Do you feel like you've found some things though, finding some things out about yourself maybe you didn't know as a part of that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it took me six weeks from separating to figure out that nobody can tell me who I am. That um, I am good enough just as I am, and I don't have to be scared of being exactly that. So it took me six weeks to get there, but I figured that out, and then I've spent the last four months fighting for that and believing that I'm worthy and that what we had was something rare. These are the types of stories about loss that can be the hardest on us. How to go on, how to recover. What is there to learn about yourself? And I don't want to overstate it, but the lessons and discoveries here can really affect our lives as we move ahead. What was an unexpected uh, discovery maybe? I decided to agree to go on a cycling trip down the East Coast for a few weeks. Oh, wow. I had never done that before, but I figured I'm really lost and maybe this will be a good opportunity to figure out the questions that I need. Just getting on a bike with my own thoughts for two weeks with people I don't know. Sure. (laughs) Seemed like a good experience. I knew the one girl, but the other two I had met like five days before I left. Physicality can be so therapeutic. I love how this is manifested in different people. Some people clean the house like mad or work in the yard or spend lots of time at the gym. For Karen, it was biking a huge chunk of the East Coast. I feel like it was a metaphoric but physical way of like pedaling back to me. I couldn't find the answers that I needed in my mind and I think I found them on my bike. So now that you found them on the bike on a path maybe you hadn't been on this trip you have never taken that ride no i before. bought the bike that week i how had many, never cycled how, before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow how many miles was that um just under 700 oh my goodness <laughs> uh, yeah my first mile on that bike was the first mile of the trip that is discovery <laughs> yeah it was it was a very weird experience but it was really transformative so did you guys ever get turned around did you ever actually get lost on this trip um, we never got lost, okay. but 
we found ourselves in a few pickles for sure. <laughs> we relied on hitchhiking in some, there were some pretty big storms, so we had to hitchhike because riding on the highway with people going 70 miles an hour in a rainstorm is just a horrible decision. I think this is part of the therapy. It's the physical work, yes, but it can also be about overcoming. Sometimes we just need a win to remind us that we do not need to be subject to our losses. They don't have to define us. And through this therapy, we can redefine our story and rediscover things about ourselves. I finished talking to Karen by asking about this very thing. Is there a part of you that you've rediscovered that you hope you never lose? Um, yeah, I think I found my freedom in who I am and I don't ever want to lose that. The appreciation and the love of me. I don't ever want to second guess who I am again. Wake Up Call is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, a proud member of the Front Porch Media Network. Special thanks to executive producers Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya, producer and audio director Dave Douglas, account manager Connor Standish. Thanks to 2Bob Crew for the use of their song Rooster, available on iTunes. And if you would, please like and review this program. It really helps. Learn more about this and other podcasts from Evergreen at evergreenpodcasts.com. Wake Up Call, ideas that crow. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.